I feel like a lot of us, we smile on the outside and we're crumbling on the inside. And that was me. And if we're not careful about how we're managing this whole situation, because we are experiencing not being able to hug our family, hug our friends, being able to visit. And so we are experiencing a loss. And a lot of people are feeling something, but they don't know what it is. You're listening to the Authenticity is Contagious podcast with Kathleen O'Grady, where she and her guests discuss what it means to choose your authentic self, to remove negative energy, to live a calmer life, and to become more, a more heart-centered person, a stronger leader, a better partner, and a friend. Come join us on this journey of creating the life you've been missing out on, one intention at a time. Here's your host, authentic leadership coach and founder of Rally Coaching and Rally Coaching Academy, Kathleen O'Grady. Well, 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 the amazing Marceletta Miles. She is a part of my organization. She is my best friend. She is so many things to bless my life as well as others. And, and I really wanted to have you as a guest so that you can uh, shed some light on how you've been showing up as a former nurse, a coach, a leader in the space of self-care during this coronavirus time. And so welcome, Marcy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> my, my only concern is that I'll, I'll be able to stay in professional podcast mode because I feel like all I want to do is just, you know, hang out with my girl. <laughs> I know. Well, we will do our best to stay in podcast mode. Uh, so Marcy, if you could just take a minute and I introduced you, but I'd love for you to introduce yourself a little bit and what you want people who are listening to the Authenticity is Contagious podcast to know about you as we lead into this discussion today. Wow. That is like opening up with a loaded question. So, so for me, I am... Like I said, I'm excited to be here. I've been a nurse for over 27 years. And as I'm saying that, it feels like a really long time. I have known that I have been a healer ever since I was like probably 13 or 14 years old. And I always thought that that meant being in some kind of healthcare profession. And when I came through Raleigh Academy, Raleigh Coaching Academy, I learned something else about myself that I didn't know. And so not only am I a healer, but I am an authentic healer and an authentic coach. And so that has been my my journey over the past few, I'd say the past six years or so, is really just tapping into my authentic healing journey, which led me into more of a holistic perspective as it relates to health that I really, I think I knew about kind of on and off, but my sister kind of introduced me to naturopathic medicine. And I was, you know, raised in Western medicine. And so when I came through Raleigh Coaching Academy, I learned some some things about stuff I didn't know, whether it was, you know, there's the power of consciousness and the, our mindset and how to heal within. And I have to thank my sister for introducing that to me. Although she's not here anymore, she left me a beautiful gift. And so what I want people to know about me 
is that I am open to the universe now as far as whatever it has to bring. And that's what I try to teach everybody that I come in contact with. I'm a preacher's wife and a lot of things that I do tend to go against <laughs> some of my husband's religious beliefs. But what's interesting is that he's never closed off to whatever it is I introduce him to. And I found that my pastor's wife has been very open to me as well. And so I like helping open people's eyes. How would you define authentic healer? You know, in order for me to become an authentic healer, I had to get to know who I who I am on the inside, like deep down within the core of me. And like I said, I've known that I've always been a healer, but I always thought it was Western medicine. And so what I find is that I listen to my intuition more, my gut feeling about what it is I'm feeling, what it is I'm picking up when I am in the presence of other people. Um, I also do Reiki and there are times when I am over certain fields of their bodies that I'm like, there's nothing here. So I need to move on to the next area. And it's really just relying on my authentic sense of perception and what I feel is being kind of downloaded into me. When you mentioned Western medicine, obviously there's important uses for Western medicine. But I feel like what you've discovered and what a lot of people have discovered is that it's not the only answer for how to heal ourselves. And that if we really come to the understanding that our body is just as much who we are as our our consciousness and our way of thinking, then it would be irresponsible for us to to recognize that our thoughts affect our body. And so tell me how you've made that connection for yourself, because I know you've struggled with some health issues and you have an autoimmune disease and you've had to really grapple with a lot of changes to your physical body. So how have you been managing that in terms of of what you've learned with this authentic healing perspective? Well, when I came through Raleigh Coaching Academy, you introduced us to mindfulness. And that was my first taste of mindfulness. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And I did some more research as we as Western medicine people do. We've always got to do more research and find our proof. And so I ended up going to Duke Integrated Medicine to learn more about mindfulness. And in that whole process, I just kind of kind of sat back and tried to figure out exactly what was going on in my life right before I was diagnosed with the autoimmune disease. And what I realized is that it was a lot of different stressful situations, which I honestly believe led to my autoimmune disorder. And from my perspective, what happens in Western medicine is that we tend to have an illness, we go to the doctor, we get diagnosed, we get the pills that we need, and then we're sent off on our way. And we never get to the root of what caused the illness in the first place. And that was what intrigued me the most about just being a conscious healer and an authentic healer is it's not just about going to the doctor, getting the medicine, taking the medicine, and being a very compliant patient. It's about figuring out exactly what's causing the illness in the first place, because typically what happens is it becomes a cycle. You take the medicine for a certain period of time and then it doesn't work anymore. You go back, you get more medicine, 
and you try that and it's just a vicious cycle and you never get to the root. So for me, understanding how stress impacts my body was very important, you know, for the past six, seven plus years, because that to me is what has kept me well. Even though I don't have the typical signs and symptoms of um, sarcoidosis, I believe that if I hadn't really tapped into my own energy, understanding how stress impacts the body, that I'd be a lot worse off than I am today. And I thank God every day that I'm not on any medicines for it. That's incredible. And and it, it goes back to this whole notion of external versus internal ways of viewing our experience. And if somebody gets wounded in an accident and clearly has a broken bone or a cut, we know how to fix that. Uh, we know how to, to manage the external wounds. But when we're wounded internally, that has to manifest somewhere in our body. And we have to figure out, okay, well, what brought that on? And you've been able to do that. And now that you've had that experience authentically for yourself, you have the empathy and the wisdom to be able to help other people dig into, well, all right, where might this illness manifest from? And and I, I want to caution people who are listening to not necessarily blame yourself for manifesting an illness or back pain or migraines or whatever. Just be curious about it because we are learning through our experiences and our body is much more intelligent than we are. <laughs> Let's face it. You can control your breathing, but when you're not thinking about it, it's still happening. You don't have to wake up every day and tell your heart to beat. It just knows how to do it. And so when you think about how brilliant the human body is and how just omnipotent it is for how it's able to function without any influence, then question where those body ailments or illnesses are inviting you to draw your attention. And that's, that's where profound healing happens. Yes, I agree. And, and the thing is, is that what I find is right now during this pandemic, a lot of people are, you know, we're, we're stuck at home. So we don't have anything else to do but be home, trying to work, manage our kids, manage our family, make sure that we're, you know, staying safe, staying clean. And it's really a wonderful time to really go within and take some time to kind of settle in a nice, quiet space and just do some internal reflecting on what you're feeling in your body, because that is the first signs and, and symptom of something going on. So this situation is could be potentially causing people to be stressed out about being at home. But during this time, it's a great time to go in and see or become more aware of maybe some of the things that you're feeling. I'm not going to call them illnesses, but just things that you're feeling that you haven't really noticed before, because those are the first signs of stress settling into our bodies. And those hormones, those stress hormones, they have to go somewhere. And that's when we begin to feel whatever we're feeling. And if we don't know, if we don't pay any attention, it just continues to get worse. Yeah. I had a conversation with one of our colleagues in Germany yesterday, Julia. She'll be a guest on the podcast pretty soon too. And 
she was having a realization that she hadn't named it yet, but she was grieving her previous way of life. And so grief is yet another emotional turmoil that if we don't experience those feelings and allow ourselves to feel them one stage to the next, then we're just, we're in denial or we're trying to put a inauthentic, positive spin on what's really happening? Well, it's interesting, and I'm very happy that Julia was able to come to the realization and actually give it a name, it's grief. Mm -hmm. You know, I've experienced a lot of loss over the past three years, and what I've found, and you know this about me, I knew all of my great-grandmothers, my son and my one of my great-grandmothers, they were 103 years apart. And so I was used to death because they were old and yet they were going to die. But when my sister passed away, that put a whole different spin on grief. And where I thought I knew the stages of grief, I knew the process, I knew what I was going through, but I still wasn't handling it well. And it was settling in different parts of my body. And the thing is, is that a lot of people want to, I, I feel like a lot of us, we smile on the outside and we're crumbling on the inside. And that was me. And if we're not careful about how we're managing this whole situation, because we are experiencing not being able to hug our family, hug our friends, being able to visit. And so we are experiencing a loss. And a lot of people are feeling something, but they don't know what it is. And so for Julia to discover that that is grief, she's very right. And a lot of us are, you know, could potentially be experiencing grief right now. So it's very important to just kind of go within and notice that there's something different about how I'm feeling. Yeah. And what you just said brought something else to mind, and that is this whole dichotomy between control and allowing. Because... For so long, we tried to convince ourselves that we were in control of everything, which is why Western medicine alone feels comfortable because we know we can take action. We can go to the doctor, we can get some pills, and we can call it a day. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're allowing yourself to understand energetically who you are and what you're being called to learn about yourself as a result. And so this whole pandemic has reminded us very just intensely that we are not in control. There's so many of us that we have to feel like we are in control. We have to have um, control of our day, control of our schedule, control of our church schedules. You know, we, we have to feel like we're in control. And for some people, that works. And for other people, they do learn to allow. But in this particular situation, it's not that we've got the CEOs of companies that are still trying not to work because everybody is under the same order. They're experiencing the same thing. And so it doesn't matter what your socioeconomic status is. This is affecting everybody from all walks of life and not just here in the United States, but all over the world. And so for the world to come to this understanding that we really don't have control, it's amazing. Well, and this, this might be controversial, but oh, well, here we go. There's been this organization that came about, I'm sure you're aware, that has been protesting every Tuesday, Reopen NC. 
And if I understand correctly, one of the main organizers of, of that movement has coronavirus. I didn't know. Uh-huh. I knew she got arrested. Yep. Uh, and she was tested and she tested positive. Uh, and so what I when I see people out there protesting and, and even being mean to the frontline medical workers, I mean, it makes me like crazy. But then I have to remind myself if I'm really going to practice what I preach in terms of mindfulness and non-judging and beginner's mind, I want to believe that the protesters are just channeling their anger from the grief that they're experiencing. Well, I would also say, I would add to it, not just the anger from the grief that they are experiencing, but it's the fear. It's the fear of losing everything. It is the fear of, you know, not being able to pay your rent or your mortgage, the fear of not being able to buy food to put on your family's table. Fear causes other hormones in our body. It causes those same stress hormones. And I'm not surprised. I, I, I often said while these protests were going on that they, I didn't see a lot of, I didn't see hardly any social distancing going on. So it was going to be interesting to see what our COVID-19 rates were after at least the protest last week. And so now that you tell me that, you know, she's tested positive, I'm sure there's a lot of people in that crowd that has mm-hmm. tested positive. And I mean, this whole situation brings about so many moral and spiritual questions in terms of our collective responsibility to make sure that we're keeping each other safe. I too have struggled with this. I, I'm an extrovert. So I know I've spoke to a lot of introvert friends of mine, like my next door neighbor who says, I've been training my whole life for this and I love it. If anything, I'm just going to be afraid for what happens when we have to re-enter society. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in this moment with you here, Marcy, what what advice can you give to the people who are terrified about the future in one way or another? You know, in my heart of hearts, in my gut feeling, you know, we talk about this new normal. And I don't know what this new normal is going to look like because we technically haven't even got through this. But what I can say is that, you know, like, like I said, I was raised in a church. My higher being is God. But for some people, God may be too strong. So it might be energy, spirit, you know, source, whatever you refer to as your higher being. But that higher being, that higher power is in control. And, you know, I believe that there is a reason for why the entire world, the earth, (laughs) when we think about it, is going through this together. And it's not in our control. And we have to be able to just allow and release those bands of control that we think we have and just watch it unfold. Look for the signs, look for the wonders, look for the meaning behind all of this. And, you know, not fear it, not be afraid of it. It's only for our greater good. But we have to look for the greater good. If we're going to sit behind our closed doors in fear and, you know, even if we're experiencing grief, if we're going to put on our blinders to the greatness that's going to come out of this, then we might miss our mark. But the thing is that if we don't get the lesson that we're supposed to learn, 
it's going to repeat itself. And I honestly, as much as an introvert as I am, I don't want to repeat this one again. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, and you've learned more lessons than anybody that I know. So I, I can believe that. And so what I'm going to take away from what you just said is that what we're being called to embrace right now is acceptance for what is gratitude for what we still have and the ability to create from what's left. Perfectly said. Thank you. Yes. Marcy, thank you so much for, for just exploring this difficult time with me. And I love you to pieces. Oh, thank you, dear. I love you back. Marcy Miles is a force of love and healing like no other, and I'm grateful enough to have her in my organization and as my best friend. So if you want to have some more contact with Marcy and what she has to offer, you can visit her website, marcelettamiles.com. That's with two L's and two T's, and we'll also put the link in the show notes. Her other website, mynursingbag.com, has even more to show you on ways to practice self-care. And thank you so much for tuning in. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And we would love it if you could give us a rating and a review. If you're interested in becoming a more authentic leader yourself, visit AuthenticityIsContagious.com. Intro and outro music for this podcast was provided by a dear friend and former client, the incredibly talented Autumn Rose Brand. You can find out more about her and her music at autumnbrandviolin.com. This episode was edited and produced by Earfluence. For more on full-service podcast production for your business or personal brand, visit earfluence.com. Next time on the Authenticity is Contagious podcast. Imposter syndrome is just an indicator that, number one, you want to do really well at something. Something means a lot to you. And number two, you don't have to know everything. Like, if you know everything, then it's time for a different job. <laughs> when, you, when you don't know everything, you're not an imposter. You're just learning. And that's what you're supposed to do in a job. You're not supposed to know. You're supposed to learn. And if you're always learning, then you're always getting better. So anytime I feel like an imposter, I just remind myself, I'm just learning. I'm just figuring it out. I'm Kathleen O'Grady reminding you not to settle for a mediocre life. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.